If a horse has been uncomfortable for a really long time, whether it's laminitis or a horse that had cysts on the ovaries and she's just really been uncomfortable for a long time, that can cause a lot of stress too. Welcome to this episode of Healing Horses with Alicia. In last week's episode, I talked about all the benefits and reasons to incorporate plants and medicinal herbs into your horse's health program, whether you're trying to address a particular health challenge or you're just trying to practice prevention. There are a lot of benefits for doing that. The main one being that's just how horses are built. They are built to eat, digest, and get their nutrition out of plants. So the more variety we can offer them from plants and herbs, Uh, the healthier they'll be and also the more nutrition they'll be able to absorb as it's just more bioavailable for them. So this week, I wanted to go over an example of a particular plant. And this one I happen to use a lot as part of my health programs, depending on the situation. And that is licorice root. It's probably familiar to you. It's a household name. It's well known for its sweetness and its uh, very distinct flavor. So it's used a lot in the culinary arts like cooking, but it also has a lot of medicinal purposes to it. And in fact, there's been a lot of popular research going on on licorice root just because of the pharmacological activities that it has, that its constituents have. And so it's been widely used for thousands of years in Chinese medicine. There is a lot of research out there about it. So I thought this would be a a good example to start with. So one of the main constituents in licorice root is called glycyrrhizin. And it's a plant glycoside that's found in the root. And it's actually 50 times sweeter than sucrose is, which is a sugar. So don't worry if you're thinking my horse can never have this because they can't have sugar and the insulin resistance and the laminitis, but not to worry because this is not actually metabolized. So it doesn't have an effect on the glycemic index. So even though it is so sweet, it actually doesn't have an effect on raising blood sugar. In fact, it's quite the opposite. I'll talk about that as we go. So once it's actually metabolized by the gastrointestinal tract, it's those metabolites that have the therapeutic and the biological activity to them. And one of the main ones and one of the most common ones is the glycyrrhizic acid. And it's a saponin glycoside and it's an acidic compound, but it has a lot of properties related to the adrenal glands. And if you've listened to me before talk about especially metabolic conditions like insulin resistance and uh, PPID or Cushing's, the adrenal glands is something I've always got my eye on with horses and it's just because of their nature. They're prey animals, they're very predisposed to uh, feeling stress very deeply and it does create actual physiological chemistry. So there's a very strong response that their body and their chemistry has to emotional stress as well as physical stress. So emotional stressors can be anything from losing a herd mate to moving to a new location, integrating into a new herd, not getting fed or just being hungry, not knowing where their meal's going to come from, being lonely, not having friends, not being able to move. Those all are environmental or lifestyle factors that can absolutely cause a horse to feel a lot of stress. But also there is physical stress too. And that often comes from long-term inflammation and pain or pain and inflammation. 
So if a horse has been uncomfortable for a really long time, whether it's laminitis or recently I worked on a horse that had cysts on the ovaries and she's just really been uncomfortable for a long time. So that can cause a lot of stress too, because not only are they uncomfortable all the time, but it's very difficult for them to communicate. And I think in a lot of cases it gets missed because that's, you know, some of these things we just don't think to look for. And even if we did, we don't quite understand the effect that it's having on the horse. And sometimes we know what the problem is and we just don't know how to fix it. So there's a lot of that going on too. So horses do carry a lot of stress and a lot of it is from domestication. It is just the lifestyle that we've put them in where a lot of their choices are getting taken away and they don't get to choose their nutrition or how far they move or who they hang with or, you know, there's just a lot of things outside of their control. So those adrenal glands have a pretty important job. So whenever a horse is under stress, you know, their body goes into fight or flight and the adrenal glands start producing hormones. The ones I'm thinking about is adrenaline and cortisol. But cortisol is the one I talk about a lot because cortisol is a hormone that's important to be functioning for the horse because it actually has an important job to do. It's actually a natural anti-inflammatory. So cortisol is required by the body. But when it starts to get produced over long periods of time, and the adrenal glands don't stop producing cortisol, it actually has a very catabolic effect on the tissues and it will break down tissue. It also will compromise the immune system too. So uh, poor immunity and a lot of the immunal-related conditions uh, can happen as well. So when the adrenals are constantly producing adrenaline and cortisol, and sometimes in those PPID horses, it's because you know, there's a lot of different reasons for that, but the pituitary signals the adrenals through ACTH to keep producing cortisol. The adrenals get tired. And so there is such a thing as adrenal burnout in horses. I just think that it's just not recognized as much as it should be. And over a long period of time, you just have to think, like, at what point are those organs going to get tired? producing those hormones? At what point are they going to run out of fuel to keep going? They do become depleted. And one thing I also talk about is that whenever a horse is under stress, and that includes humans too, it actually depletes nutrients. The demands on the body go up every time there is physical stress in the body and it goes for long periods of time. And if that nutrition or nutrients never gets restored, then the organs start functioning with less than they need on top of having excess demands placed on it. So it's like an athlete being asked to do 10 times what they're capable of doing without the fuel to do it. So we have to keep that in mind. And so when horses get to the point where their adrenals are actually burnt out. The symptoms can include mostly fatigue. So these horses will be tired, their energy levels will drop, and it should be noticeable. And depression. And sometimes it's hard to tell the difference between fatigue and depression. They kind of look the same, but a lot of horse owners are pretty aware. You know, if something has really changed in your horse, whether it's an emotional stressor or trauma, usually owners are pretty good at picking that up. Uh, The other thing that can happen is they're more inflamed. So if the adrenals are burnt out, there's excess inflammation in the body. And that is just because cortisol is a natural 
occurring anti-inflammatory. So when cortisol gets depleted and the adrenal glands cannot keep up with the demands, the tissues, including the lamina, are much more susceptible to inflammation. So things that require cortisol production or that increase cortisol uh, production. And one of them is irregular blood sugar levels. So this is relevant for your insulin resistant horses. If blood sugar is high, perpetually high, so is cortisol. It increases cortisol production. And high ECTH levels, as with PPID or Cushing's horses, also triggers the release of excess cortisol. So both of those situations will put a demand on the adrenal glands and cause that cortisol to be constantly pumping. And when they get tired, that is adrenal burnout. And humans experience this too. For those of you that have been through long periods of emotional or physical stress in your life, you know what that feels like. Like you just have no energy stores to do much, right? And it affects everything. And if you've had health problems in the past, sometimes those will come back to haunt you too. Um, But inflammation is a biggie. Um, It's always a big one with horses, but when they're under chronic stress, that's just something to watch out for. So cortisol levels really hinder the horse's ability to manage stress levels too. So one thing you'll notice is they're just not tolerant. Some horses just have a certain threshold for stress before they explode. Well, that threshold will will continue to drop uh, the more taxed their adrenal glands become. So that's just something to pay attention to as well. So the reason why licorice root can really help support and tone the adrenal glands again and just kind of help bring them back to life a little bit, it's because that substance, the glycerizic acid, will actually stop the breakdown of cortisol in the liver and kidneys before it is inactivated for excretion. So this actually allows for more cortisol to be available for the body. So this is just a case-by-case basis. You'll have to assess the situation. You know, if they're showing signs of elevated cortisol, like, you know, muscle wasting and acute laminitis and all the things uh, caused by cortisol, then you want to work with a professional or somebody that, you know, you want to get some professional guidance before you just jump in and start using licorice root and affecting hormones that you might not want to. But nevertheless, I know that it really, really helps for a lot of insulin resistant horses. And it really helps a lot of the PPID horses because the adrenal glands and cortisol levels are so heavily affected. So licorice root can help manage their stress levels better. It helps reduce inflammation in the tissues better. And just a little bit more information on that inflammation aspect is that it suppresses pro-inflammatory genes. So they found the chemical pathways for that. um, And they also found the chemical pathway for inhibiting inflammatory cytokines as well. So we know that licorice root has an effect on inflammation and favorably as well. So you can look to licorice root to help with some of the laminitis, especially if it is induced by insulin resistance or just long periods of high cortisol levels. Whenever we're using plants, they are put together in a way that makes sense. Mother Nature did not make a mistake. She knows how to put things together to help restore vitality. Uh, Horses know better than we do what they need out of plants. And there's just a certain intelligence that the body has and recognizing some of these energetic patterns that plants carry. And so 
whenever I'm choosing plants, I also know that it's regulating. It's going to promote regulation, especially of the endocrine system. And so whenever you are looking at these metabolic conditions, the endocrine system is really important. You have to support it because that is the main reason that they're showing all the symptoms that they are. Now, licorice root is also known as an anti-diabetic herb, meaning that it has a lot of uh, benefits for diabetes. And in horses, we don't call it diabetes, but it's still kind of similar, right? They get a lot of issues with insulin resistance, meaning that their cells don't open in response to insulin anymore, and it becomes very desensitized. And when this happens, it doesn't allow sugar to enter the cells. So you can get a lot of high insulin, high blood sugar, and that's what causes a lot of the problems, especially with laminitis. So in licorice root, there are five flavonoids and three type triterpenoids. They help increase insulin receptor sensitivity. And it's also been found that they use glucose more efficiently and they also clear free radicals. So those are all three important properties uh, in a plant to help with those insulin resistant horses and also to help with more efficiency when it comes to breaking their sugars down. Because what happens with horses, especially if they've been insulin resistant for a long time or they've been on high sugar diets for a long time, their metabolism kind of gets dull and sometimes it's hard to kind of snap it back into action. And sometimes this happens because there's actual nutrient deficiencies present as well. But we can certainly use a lot of these plants to our advantage just to help support the endocrine system, support digestion and metabolism. If you are ready to dive into the world of holistic horse health and all it has to offer, I invite you to join me for my 12-week online signature program, Healing Horses Zairway. This program only runs once per year, and I'm excited to announce the doors are now open to welcome the class of 2024. Registration is now open. Inside, you'll learn how to formulate natural health programs using diet, lifestyle, single nutrients, herbs, and homeopathic remedies. And this course will also empower you with the tools and confidence you need to make informed decisions and take charge of your horse's health. If you want to learn more or you're ready to register, you can look in the show notes for the links. There's one link that will take you to a page to learn more about the program and how it's run. And the other link is just to get registered right away. I can't wait to welcome you. The next really great benefit that licorice root has is immunity. So it has been found to have a lot of antiviral properties and it specifically can really help your horse's immune system fight pathogens. So they've done a lot of research on this as well, uh, especially when it comes to influenza and the herpes virus. But it's known for its antiviral, antibacterial and antifungal properties. And even though the mechanisms are a little unclear, they're learning more all the time, though, it is thought that the compound glycerizin stimulates the production of interferon, which is a protein produced by the liver that triggers these antiviral defenses. So licorice can be particularly effective for viruses that affect the respiratory tract, like influenza, especially because of its ability to reduce inflammation in the airways and soothe the nasal passages. So, you know, if you get horses or you see a virus running through your herd and it's really affecting the respiratory system, 
You might want to consider licorice root as part of your natural program just to support the body to fight the virus off. If you know that there's a virus in the herd or around the barn, you know, you can also use licorice root as a little bit of a preventative as well. So in addition to that, it's also been shown to inhibit certain bacterial strains. And so this is especially important for horses with leaky gut. So I talk about that a lot where the microbiome just gets so out of balance and the environment of that hindgut starts fostering really unhealthy bacteria. And that unhealthy bacteria can really wreak havoc in the body. And, you know, it can cause anything from skin problems to chronic thrush infections to laminitis, just inflammation generally throughout the body, uh, just because of all those toxins are circulating. So this can be important as part, you know, especially if you've got an insulin resistant horse that has had a history of high sugar and grain diets excessive chemical dewormers, antibiotics, steroids, or depletion of probiotics. That would be kind of a really good profile there to consider licorice root because not only would you be helping the insulin resistance, but you'd also be supporting the gut at the same time. And a lot of these insulin resistant horses have a really compromised digestive system because of all these factors. So you got to look at a little bit at the history there to know, but I know a lot of insulin resistant horses I work with, I'm going to say the majority uh, do require digestive support just because of the sugar and just their history. So, and the health of the microbiome in the horse's gut is really critical. You know, it's critical to overall health. It's critical for energy levels and giving them the resources to function in a healthy way. So that's a really great property as well. And then it's also been shown uh, to help with ulcers as well. So I talked about stress already. You know, whenever we're talking about ulcers and there are, you know, I think the number's like upwards of 80% now, and I don't know how accurate that is. I think a lot of them get missed as well and probably underdiagnosed. And of course, we see more ulcers in the performance world just because of the lifestyle. And so you have to look at all those factors too, right? Like you can't just use one plant or one supplement and expect a full recovery from ulcers. It usually requires a more complete program based on that horse's history and based on where those horses' imbalances are and how it's affecting them too. Ulcers don't just affect one organ. They actually affect a lot of things, including their ability to digest their minerals and their protein. So the most common causes of ulcers are the stress, infrequent feedings, but sometimes food. So high sugar or grain diets, commercial feeds, and also you got to look at the chronic pain too. So if a horse has been in a lot of chronic pain, whether it's laminitis or soundness issues, old injuries, anything like that, arthritis, or like I mentioned earlier, you know, just reproductive issues that where they're just constantly uncomfortable, all of those things are going to kind of create stress, which can lead to ulcers, you know, because they're just constantly, they just never get a break from it. So licorice root can help heal ulcers by supporting healthy adrenal function and also discouraging ulcer-causing bacteria and helping to produce mucus uh, that helps protect and repair the intestinal lining. So as you can see from the many medicinal properties I've discussed, it can offer a lot of benefit to many horses. It can be considered for all horses who have experienced any one or combination of the conditions that I'm going to mention here. So high stress adrenal burnout, gastric or hindgut ulcers, 
episodes of inflammation, and I'm going to say chronic inflammation here too, immune-related health conditions, depression, weight gain, fatigue, frequent infections, or high blood sugar. So there's a lot of different uses for licorice root. Now, it's important to know that whenever you are using herbs, one thing in general that we like to do as humans is the sicker they are, the more unwell they are, the more we want to give them. Like we want to just overdose them with as much as possible. I can't emphasize this enough that quite the opposite is true. Keep it simple and keep your dosages as low as you can. Horses are so extremely sensitive. I would rather use minimal dosages than start at the high end. You can always increase them. But if you start too high and it's too much for their body to handle at once and something, you know, goes south or a new symptom crops up or you're going to not want to use this again, you're probably going to want to stay away from it when actually in lower doses, it could have been quite beneficial. So always start low. And when you're dosing it, you can do start with two teaspoons of licorice root powder. So usually you can get it in powder or you can get it in the cut and sifted herb. It depends on where you are in the world and what you have access to. Uh, Keep in mind if you're using the powder, it's going to have more density to it, which means you need less. So if you're going to use one to two teaspoons of the powder, maybe three teaspoons of the cut and sifted herb because it's not going to be as dense. It's going to be more fluffy. So when it comes to dosing, whether you're using the powder or the cut and sifted herb, you're not going to want to use this for a long period of time. Uh, licorice root actually has potent enough activity in there that it can actually backfire. So one issue with the licorice, if you're overdosing it and you're doing it for a long-term use, it has this effect called the mineral corticoid effect. And it can actually promote sodium retention and it can also deplete potassium levels. So if you know your horse has already had issues with low potassium, this is something that you would just know through diagnostics if they had this, or they're getting a lot of fluid retention from salt, or they're eating too much salt, then this is probably not one I would use a lot of because you can enhance a lot of those um, imbalances, which you don't want to do. And you're not going to want to do it with diuretics. So don't use licorice root with diuretics. So short-term use, make sure you have a purpose. I always have a saying, you know, feed everything, formulate your programs with purpose, be specific about what you're trying to accomplish. And if you're going to try it, just try adding one thing. Just try adding licorice root, see what changes. Um, No matter what you're adding into the program and what you're using, you want to see benefit. And sometimes this can take a while, just depending on the horse and depending on what you're using. But, you know, I would want to see some change probably after three weeks or so and in a positive direction. You don't want to see things decline or get worse. If they do, then your horse is probably just sensitive to licorice root. It just might not be the plant itself or the dosage. So I hope that gives you a little bit of information on what we're looking at when we're putting plants into our horse's diet. You know, and another thing about dosage is you'll never see me do a half cup of anything, really, aside from food items. But when it comes to herbs and things like that, I keep dosages low, like three tablespoons max for a lot of things, quarter cup if it's fluffy. So just keep dosages low, uh, see how your horse responds, and you might be pleasantly surprised. It might really benefit uh, their overall health profile. 